Welcome to the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. Erin. Liz, it's February. Wait, oh, fuck. It is February. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> what? what? Time is just fucking <laughs> flying by. Are you kidding? I was going to say, we like made it out of January, which I feel like is just the biggest push into like the new the year is coming to an end the year is coming to an end it just started yeah exactly the faster it ends the faster it's over oh my god and then what's gonna happen 2022 is gonna roll up and then what you want that shit to end oh it's all too much (laughs) i love the i love the fact that we are like approaching different ends of the spectrum where you are panicked about the passage of time (laughs) and i want time to go faster oh my god i'm so stressed about the passing of time (laughs) it literally stresses me out beyond belief um but i can't think about it it can't it's not real we can't we can't be out here going time is real and we have to keep track of it shut up yeah shut up literally an illusion time is literally a made-up concept time is a flat circle and i'm gonna keep spinning around that bitch anyway let's Um, reel it in february (laughs) It's the season of pink shit. Hell yeah. It is my time to shine, baby. Hell yeah. Um, it's time for heart-shaped garbage and red and pink and flowers and fluffy animals and candy and chocolate. Your, um, your uh, lollipops. Your favorite lollipops. My favorite lollipops. I love it. That's right, brother. Um, did you know that we hit one year of doing this podcast? We didn't even talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Isn't oh that god. so funny? It's February and we missed it! We missed it! <laughs> we missed our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, January 13th. Oh, well, happy, happy late. Yeah. Happy late anniversary. Damn, we've really been doing this for a year. What's what's year one? Year one anniversary gift. Oh my god. It's gotta be like rocks or something. Paper. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking concrete. Paper? So what the fuck are you supposed to do with paper? Yeah, it's paper. I don't know, dude. I don't like know. Like a card? I just, I... Oh, yeah, actually, you are so smart. <laughs> or a map. I don't know why. I a was map. like a map. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> um, uh, here's a, here's a, uh, a life hack, a pro tip. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I, my mom told me this, but she was like, never give someone that you love a pair of shoes because then they're going to walk out of your life with those shoes. Oh, my God, stop. Not me buying Anne. I think about that all the time. Two pairs of sneakers for her birthday. (laughs) Two pairs. Two pairs. pairs. My mom said that after Shireen bought me a pair of shoes for my birthday. (laughs) I was like, "Oh my god, mom, look at these shoes that Shireen got me!" And she goes, "Hmm. "Does Shireen not love you?" And I was like, "I'm not dating Shireen if that's the question." (laughs) I'm not dating Shireen. Uh, That is so funny. Oh, oh my god anyway i can't believe i truly i'm not 
I did not even realize that that would mean, like, a year passing would mean that we have been doing this for a year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Why am I stupid? It's okay. It's Why hard. Dumb it's shit? really hard to think about. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. Time fucking sucks. It does. It really does. <coughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, aesthetically, Valentine's Day is incredible. But I would also like to say that, like, while... Hallmark and Christmas movies get all the credit. I think that rom-coms are an incredible piece of media that actually might be one of the key reasons why I'm alive. Oh my god. Yeah. I would agree. I feel like rom-coms really are there for me. Um, Especially when I'm having like a shitty day or I just like want to feel like, you know, I want something like mindless Mm -hmm. to consume. Yes. Yes. I want something that will make me feel good. I I want something that is easy for me to watch and I don't have to think. There's no math Mm -hmm. or plot shit involved. Like, I don't have to keep track of 600 characters. I can't can't watch The Lord of the Rings when I'm sad. (laughs) There's too many characters. I get their names all confused. They start saying shit. I can't do it. I can't do it. I agree. I literally agree. Um, it's too much. It is. It is way too much. And rom-coms are just, like, so easy to consume. Like, they're so easy to consume. It's an hour. There, there's never a two-hour rom-com. There really isn't. Like, that's such a good point. There really is not. Like, since you mentioned Lord of the Rings, like, if you really want to sit down and watch like even one lord of the rings movie that's like a two and a half hour commitment which is a lot of time it's too much dude it's too much i can't i can't dedicate that much time when i could be i don't know baking a whole entire pie you know like i could i could bake something in that time but an hour an hour i can set aside an hour and change you know if i skip some of the cringy scenes in the beginning oh yeah Ooh. Tight hour. Tight, tight, tight hour. Absolutely agree. Um, do you have, like, a comfort rom-com that you, like, continue to go back to? I do. And it's the one that I want to talk about today because this is the one that I have been going back to. Before this, I would just kind of, like, cycle through rom-coms, mm-hmm. through the categories, and, like, just watch whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, usually like whatever my mom has on DVD. Um, but recently the movie Set It Up came out on Netflix and I have to say that it must, it's like, it's a crazy good movie to me personally because it checks (laughs) off all my boxes. Mm -hmm. Those boxes being the presence of Lucy Liu. Oh my God. Second of all, great on-screen chemistry. I am, uh, like when there is a, couple on screen that have fucking phenomenal chemistry i am obsessed i become obsessed with them like that is the literal key it's when they vibe with each other you it's when you can tell that the actors vibe with each other and so it makes the acting so good Mm. like i i don't actually care about these actors in a way where i'm like oh my god they have to date in real life now that they're vibing together like I don't give a shit about how these people are in real life I only care that they have created a story that is so believable for me that I start (laughs) to feel attached to these 
representations of real people. Right, right. That's so funny. I've never heard of this movie before. 2018. Oh my god! Yes! Okay, so I saw the trailer for it because I do follow a bunch of people from the elementary scene when Lucy Liu was playing as Dr. Joan Watson in that uh, adaptation of Sherlock Holmes, which I was obsessed with for years of my life. And then I, um, I watched it for her. I knew she was only a side character, but I was like, I love her, so I'm gonna watch it. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, the two leads have such great dialogue. This is a really well-written movie. Really? Like, they talk to each other in a way that, like, it sounds like the way that we talk to our friends. Like, it's (laughs) clearly a millennial voice, which I am obsessed with. That's amazing. I love that there is, like actually funny lines in this movie that are not just funny because it's like traditionally written or you know whatever it's well set up like it's just like some of these lines are just good because it's how I would react in a situation or how I could hear Shireen or you say something when we're with our friends like standing around in a bar and that's exactly the vibe that I get from this movie and that it kind of gives off it's very New York but in a way where it's like the underbelly of New York. You work for a living and it sucks, mm-hmm. but you bear with it because you want to do something better and you work for right. it. And I actually really like that. And I love that. Lucy Lou plays exactly who I want her to play, which is a powerful woman who takes no shit from no Hell man. Oh yeah. <sighs> love it. It's so good. It's so good, dude. Um, it, I like. I highly recommend it. I think it's a great movie to watch. I watched it when it came out in 2018, and I have watched it a very many times. Since. Really? Oh my god! I can't wait to. I yeah, no, I'm literally, I'm adding it to my queue as we speak. Um, but I googled it, and like I was looking at pictures, and the main guy is so scary looking to me. I don't know why. <laughs> his mouth is just like so bizarrely shaped i'm like honestly kind of scared but <laughs> okay these stills do not do him justice i am looking <laughs> on the google images tab and his teeth don't look real oh my god it's so scary <laughs> he like reminds me of like a hallmark uh, like a generic white man army that hammer. hallmark yes the hallmark version of army hammer minus the cannibalism um (laughs) but uh yeah he just like looks like it and his teeth are so fucking scary to me (laughs) but i don't know i think i'm also obsessed with the idea of this like i've watched a lot of rom-coms right Oh, and I've wa- I haven't watched a lot of the good ones, mind you. Like, I've watched a lot of the ones where they're like shitty. Oh because yeah, that was my thing in high school. Is we'd watch shitty, shitty rom coms yep. and stuff. So we'd watch these rom coms, and it's always like a woman around Harper's age, which she's twenty five in this movie, which I love because I'm twenty five and I love relatable shit, but also just like working. And she's not, like, this powerhouse woman. She, like, works hard. She has a great work ethic, and she's clearly very talented, but she's stuck in this, like, assistant job because she is young and doesn't, like, have connections. So, you know, she's trying to make it. 
And she's working her ass off, but it's, like, not getting her anywhere in her current position. And it sucks. Um, and I think that that's really realistic. And then not only that, but his life sucks, too. He's got a shitty job. <laughs> and he, he's also, like, a poor piece of shit who's trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing. Also working his ass off. Not that he's not, like, talented. But he's, like, trying to work hard and it's not getting them anywhere. And I love the fact that these two deadbeats <laughs> are just in love. Like, yes! He, by the end of the movie, he's worse off than when he started, and somehow <laughs> I like him more for it. What do you mean he's worse <laughs> off? What the fuck happened? I don't want to spoil it. Okay, okay, wait, wait, don't no, spoil no, no, it. No, 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 no. It. It's not that he's worse off. It's like, I, it's just like, <laughs> they both go through a big change through the movie. Uh-huh. And it's it it it's like a funny plot point but i think that it's important for the sake of like it doesn't portray this weird ass trope in romance where like only rich people get to fall in love and have this really genuine pure connection with each other like it very much recognizes i think a big part of the plot is the fact that like this one guy is really trying to make it in a job because he's poor he's just like this poor dude who's trying to get a better job and like create better circumstances for himself and make a material difference in his life and they they kind of contend at one point because of this and it's like that's real but it's not in a way where i become bogged down by the idea of capitalism it's just done in a way where like i can i can realistically see this as being a conflict that happens and then a conflict that gets resolved right right that makes sense um it's sweet it's really sweet and they have great chemistry together and it just makes sense like the way that they fall in love is just so genuine i'm like such trash for like a meat cute you know is it a meat cute it is yes, oh my god stop i'm gonna cry cute. I'm gonna oh cry. my god dude i will live and die by the meat cute. i will lay my life down for that trope yeah the meat cute trope is like out of control the like has to share beds trope is out of control like <laughs> i'm gonna start crying <laughs> i i'm gonna tear up i was thinking about this because i first of all uh like my tiktok calls me out all the time i sent you this tiktok where it was like we were trying to look for straight uh kind of tropes in fiction or whatever and they found like this crazy one but that like straight tropes are crazy um and i feel like that's true i agree but at the same time like romance genre in general has crazy tropes and i feel like that goes without saying like regardless of what's going on in the story um right but it just it like some of these can be done so well Mm -hmm. and some of them get done so fucking piss poorly this movie does everything right with the meet cute with them getting together with the whole like big romantic gestures it's almost like taking some of these things as jokes which i really enjoy it is 10 out of 10 Ooh, that's funny that you bring up like straight tropes because i watched that tiktok and like Mm -hmm. um i was laughing because i was like oh i've definitely seen fix like this before with tropes like that um 
Mm-hmm. And I just earlier today was watching a YouTube video of this booktuber um, who was like reading her friends, all of her friends' favorite books. And she read this one book um, titled Credence. And it is like in the realm of like new adult. So it's going to be written like poorly. Um, mm. And it's also like labeled as like really smutty. <laughs> Um, and so the whole, the whole concept of it is like this girl's, this girl like moves in, her parents die and she's like just about to be 18, but like moves into a home with her like step uncle and step cousin and like ends up having a sexual relationship with like both her cousin and uncle. And... (laughs) The person who read this book, the booktuber, was like, straight people fucking terrify me. She was like, you would never read this kind of shit in, like, a queer book. And I and I, I really, like, <laughs> left that video and was like, huh. I wonder if everyone is just running out of ideas, you know? You, like, that's my thing is that, like, I think that's why in straight fiction and especially straight romance fiction, there's so many different elements of, like, fantasy or, like, any kind of otherworldly stuff or even just, like, kind of ridiculous situations because, like, the idea of a man and a woman, cis man and cis woman falling in love with each other has been so overdone that by this point the implication of them getting together is not enough, whereas... I think the reason why there's such a saturation of just like normal, I would say like almost these tropes of just like coming out, coming of age stuff, uh, which should be normal in a straight context, but is not in a gay context is because it's like literally just the concept of being gay is so radical in terms of like what we're looking when we're looking at like gay text. Right. Is that like, if a trans woman and a trans man were to get together in a piece of fiction, I feel like that would be so much more interesting than if they were cis. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Or like if even one of them was trans in that situation, it just makes the whole situation entirely different. Whereas straight people are just so fucking boring. Like <laughs> cis straight people are just so fucking outdone, right. overrated. Right. We've heard this story and now we got to make fucking uh allegories to sex without actually having sex i.e dracula we've got to have the implication of sex without ever really going through it i uh without ever actually seeing it but just like having that implied i.e the scarlet letter like right i wonder i i bet we find queer um content like queer literature and um like queer media more fascinating even if it's you know i i'm i'm actually not going to okay so what what i'm going to say is that i feel like because of for me i find like queer literature like young adult queer novels or like adult queer fiction like much more interesting and like even if nothing fucking happens like it's like the slowest mm-hmm. burn. They get together at the end of the book and like I get like one chapter of them being together. Like I feel like that is just so much more interesting to me than having a piece of fiction where it's like they get together from the beginning and you're like watch this entire relationship happen. Like if it's cis straight 
if it's a cis straight couple because right. I feel like right. everything is so saturated with that and has been so saturated with that for so long. Like, mm-hmm. and growing up, like reading all of all these young adult books and like all these like romance books and watching all these rom-coms and TV shows and like not having enough gay representation like it's just so much more interesting to me and like entertains me for so much longer than I don't know like a cis straight couple being together for like seven seasons of a television show I oh yeah absolutely and I think that the the reason why I think I can watch a rom-com is because they need to get this punch like they need to punch out this romance in the next 90 minutes oh hell yeah or i'm gone like i'm leaving that theater after 95 minutes that's it right exactly (laughs) so i like there's this constraint whereas like i get so frustrated watching some shows and i realize it's because they're trying to like contrive this romance out of it that i like do not have an interest in i think that's what ruined part of Game of Thrones was this whole like throwing Jon Snow into a romance with whatever her name was. And like we're trying to replace the spontaneity of the romance that he had beforehand. Because before that, like he has this romantic interest um, that like just it's kind of like the subplot. It takes place in over a couple of episodes. It's not a main focus. It literally happens in the background and then it's done. And that has garnered more interest than when they dedicated entire episodes to this guy's relationship with his... Then it later on revealed to be his fucking aunt. Oh my god. So, like, again, with the incest shit. Yikes. Don't under, I don't understand that. I hate that fucking plot twist shit. That's so um, gross to me. It's literally so disgusting literally, to me. Why? Why? Just Why? Just don't don't you think the existence of states like Alabama is enough <laughs> on <All> society? Right. <laughs> Abolish. Now you got to go and give them representation. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> don't think they can have rights. <laughs> don't let them have it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that they deserve rights. I they're gonna start asking. Cannot stand they're gonna start it. asking for a letter in the LGBTQ plus. What is that? Not an anagram. To... What is it? What is that word? <laughs> that that string of letters. <laughs> They're gonna start asking for a an I in there for incest. <laughs> I am going to die. I'm gonna K word myself. I'm a part of the LGBTQ <laughs> LGBTQI plus community. I'm in a relationship with my sister. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The The amount of TikToks that I get, do you get those where they're like, mom, mom married her half Oh my God, no. And now I'm born. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I get those. I'm on inbred TikTok. (laughs) I hate it here. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm not... I'm. I have no idea why I'm there. I didn't there. know that was a real I thing. Just... Like, okay, so I did know it was a real thing, but just like seeing it in real <laughs> life. Oh my god! I didn't know people actually did that. I know, right? Like, I thought those. I thought that. I thought that was a bit. I thought like, it was a bit too. A like, I thought inbreeding stopped like 
in I don't know the medieval times like I didn't think that in the ripe year of 2021 <laughs> people were having children with their siblings <laughs> disgusting 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 anyway this has incest has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> set it up 2018's Netflix hit special <laughs> set it up they are not related <laughs> The worst, the worst part of Set It Up is how many Yankee fans get representation in oh Set my It Up. That's the God. only thing I will Who's say. Who's a Yankee fan? Fucking disgusting. Who's huh? a Yankee oh, fan in that? Uh, like... she, she, they're all Yankees fan. Okay, I hate it. That's the most unrealistic New York part of this whole thing. Is that they're all Yankees fans? Are you kidding me? The Mets are right there. Oh my God. Anyway. In my fanfiction of Set It Up, they go on a follow-up date to, to City Field because that's where the proletariat go to root for their team. Hell yeah. I love City Field. If you if you root for the Mets, congratulations. You have the biggest fucking dick on the planet. Oh my god. And I'm talking about myself. Me? Literally also me. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the movie that I wanted to talk about. Liz, what's the what's your what's your romance rom com? Thank you for asking. Um, so this romance rom com movie, uh, are we surprised to hear that it was a comfort movie that I had in high school? Um, so on top of Once Upon a Mattress, that movie musical that was featured Zoe Deschanel and Matthew Morrison that I watched on repeat. I also mm-hmm. watched this movie on repeat. Um I fucking love the soundtrack. I had it uh I had a CD burned of it. Can you guess? Yes, you can burn you can guess. Is it Mamma Mia? It is not Mamma Mia, but I did also beat Mamma Mia half to death. Uh <laughs> This is why I guessed, but no, go on. Sorry. Obsessed. Okay, so it's this movie called A Lot Like Love. Um, it came out in 2005. It has, uh, Ashton Kutcher and Amanda Peet in it, who, yeah, they, so the movie, like, opens with Ashton Kutcher dropping his friend, or no, he's getting dropped off at the airport, uh, because he's moving to New York City, and he, like, runs into Amanda Peet, who is this, like, grungy, like emo girly who is like coming back from a trip and they like meet up and they like lock eyes and it's kind of like a tense interaction but then they like leave and they never expect to see each other again but they like re-meet up um in New York City and he's like I'm gonna become a famous I'm gonna become like a big entrepreneur and she's like well I'm gonna become a famous photographer one day and they like spend a couple they spend like a whole day together in new york and like they get a couple drinks and like she shows him her his favorite spots and then he like gives her his mother's house phone number and is like okay call me in six years um and i'll tell you whether or not i become a successful entrepreneur and if you become a famous photographer (laughs) um so instead of calling in six years she calls in three years and she's like after a breakup with her current boyfriend she's like oh shit i'm gonna spend new year's eve alone like i don't want that she calls him and is like hey what are you doing are you in california 
do you want to come to this New Year's party mm-hmm. with me? And he's like, well, this is kind of weird. I ha- this is kind of weird. I haven't seen you in three years. Um, and they <laughs> they hang out on New Year's Eve. They meet <clears throat> for dinner, and then they go to this party, and then they have like um over the course of I think of the next three years, they like have intermittent meetings where they like will run into each other like randomly or like the other one will call the other one and be like how are you um and so they're kind of having Mm -hmm. this on and off relationship um and like his he like gets a business off the ground with his friend and like she has like a gallery opening for her photography um and whenever they like reconnect with each other like one of them is succeeding and like being really successful and the other one is kind of like "Ah, i don't know what's going on with my life um and so it kind of alternates Mm -hmm. back and forth between that so then at the end when they do get together it's kind of like oh the resolution of everything and like for them to feel complete in their own lives is by being together wow i'm obsessed i'm obsessed i'm literally obsessed yeah also this soundtrack i don't blame you for burning this because holy shit there's some bangers dude on here. Third, third eye blind eagle eye cherry the cure ray lamontane aqualung which is fucking so insane brighter than sunshine That's wild. is like was my favorite song for such a long time <laughs> So good. Literally so good. I I want to watch this just for the soundtrack alone. Just like I go I googled it as soon as you said it and I I'm looking at this soundtrack and I'm like, "Okay, I'm convinced." But now then you also went into it and I'm like, "Okay. Yeah. On my fucking way." I'm like really into it. Like there are some scenes that are just like so fucking funny and like so good. Like Ashton Kutcher's younger sister is like such a piece of shit. Like she's a typical like bratty like younger daughter sister and like when she drops her off drops him off Mm -hmm. the airport she has like braces and she like slams on the brake he goes like fucking flying into the driver's side seat she's (laughs) like get out of my car i hate you and then like three years later she like picks up the phone and she's like "Ugh, what i'm on the other line what do you want and it's just like so fucking rude. <laughs> so it's like archetypes like that are just so fun to watch for me, especially in like a formulaic movie like this. Like it's just f- so fun mm-hmm. to me. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's one scene where they're also like in her car, which is like this like station wagony type car. And, like, she sets up a camera and they, like, take, like, a nude photo of them, like, standing in front of the stars. And, like, the stars are, like, streaking behind them. And then they, like, get caught the next morning by, like, a couple of, like, a family camping, like, in the national park that they're parked in. <laughs> and they're, like, oh, we're we're naked. Here's the family. <laughs> like, just silly stuff like that is just so good. Oh. I know, I know. I'm obsessed. Also, I love Amanda Peet. Listen, tropes are... What? No. Really? I'm obsessed with her. I think she's amazing. What are tropes? Oh, I was going to say, tropes are only acceptable in a rom- in a rom-com setting. I agree completely. You know what? What is she in? How do I know her? Amanda Peet... 
she was in some X-Files movie, I think. She's like... I did not watch the X-Files movie, but I did watch She's the One. It's kind of funny because she's like an actress who's like not an A-list actor. And like sort of like not a B-list actress as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've heard the name and then when I looked at her, I was like, okay, I know who she is. Maybe she is. And now I'm like, hello. Maybe she is B-list. Like, I feel like she's not like television movie actress, Mm -hmm. but she's not like Cameron Diaz film actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the same energy um, as like John Cusack. Even though, even though I feel like John Cusack is kind of big. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe what? I don't know. I guess like now that you say that, you're right. But also, like, I can't believe you said that. What about John Cusack? <laughs> I don't know. I just like it doesn't feel right because it's like. No, because he's in so many movies. Like, I don't think he's a good... I know. I said John Cusack, and I was like... Mm. Example. Uh, yeah, it's not really a great example. Mm. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do understand. I do understand. There's, like, that weird medium ground that I can't think of anyone, and that's exactly why they belong in that Right. <laughs> it's just, like, an actress... It's because I can't think right, of Right, it's them. an actress you've seen so many times, but, like, you don't really know their name. But they just, like, keep showing up. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely they play a part and i right. recognize them from that part it's almost like it's almost like uh typecasting but like only if you typecast side characters right exactly exactly <laughs> also Catherine. i am laughing also you're laughing what i was gonna say Catherine hahn is in it and i'm fucking obsessed with Catherine hahn Who's Catherine Hahn? She's in like Bad Moms. <laughs> I don't know anyone. I'm. I don't know anyone. It's right. It's right. Uh. Damn! I really just looked up Catherine Hahn as in like H A N, and <laughs> I, my stupid idiot brain just went straight into like typing Korean no, names. It's- and I just found a bunch of different ca- car- uh, Hans on uh, LinkedIn. So, oh my god! <laughs> you know, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> Literally love her. Why are you laughing? Tell me why you're laughing, Aaron. I'm laughing because I have this uh, Google Chrome extension on my browser mm. that um, it will it will highlight transphobes in red, and it will also highlight people who are trans allies in green. Really. It's not a perfect system, but I just have it for when I'm on Twitter and I need to see people that are like, it's not, it's not like an, it's not like a comprehensive list. It, it only lists like the worst offenders really. Um, but sometimes like these really big accounts are huge transphobes. So that's why I have it. But every now and then like people get added to this list. And it's fucking funny because it's like, yeah, they are a trans ally, but it's just funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this track list and it's like Smash Mouth is in bright green right now because they are a bunch of trans allies. <laughs> and I love that for them. I fucking love that. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I 
it's so that's so good i love that i literally love that <laughs> oh my god i'm trying to remember if it was i don't think it's smash mouth it's a band like very similar to smash mouth like the same kind of energy and like i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you've seen this video because i think like cody co and noel did a video on it and it was like mm-hmm. the lead singer from this band was like beating the shit out of some guy do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes because he called him a sugar gay oh sugar ray right? sugar ray the, yes the yeah yeah the lead singer of sugar, sugar ray, ray. <laughs> Oh my god. And he got a sugar gay? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck <laughs> you up, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you in your booty <laughs> hole. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that video that That's cringe is also a series that has kept me alive. <laughs> that series <laughs> Through the that years. series is like phenomenal. It is beyond anything I've ever watched. So I'm good. also obsessed with like sorry just <laughs> talk about that's cringe. I'm obsessed with um the girl defined episodes <laughs> of those two Christian girls <laughs> that are literally insane. Oh my god. But also just the fact that like one of their husbands, I can't remember which one which one's husband admitted it, but he was like, "Yeah, I was sent to conversion therapy." <laughs> And I support it. And it's like, excuse me? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck, dude? That's fucking insane. You were fucking tortured. Literally. (laughs) It's like going like, I went to Guantanamo Bay (laughs) and I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. (laughs) I survived Guantanamo Bay and I suggest that everyone go. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) stupid literally so dumb oh my god i hate them so much the amount of damage that they are doing to young girls just (laughs) so damaging so damaging so it's 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 like actually bad and i think that they deserve every ounce of criticism that they get because they're not wrong like literally the thing is it's funny but it also makes points and that's why it's funny right like they Cody Ko and Noel like actually do be knowing shit and like yeah exactly do be making some valid points I like forget that some of these YouTubers are just like people who went <laughs> to university and are smart Cody Ko is like a and like have degrees like and a shit. programmer like him and then also um isn't wasn't Janet Marbles also like yeah, she's really fucking a smart. top college grad? Yeah, like insane, insane. What the I love fuck? That for them. Also, I just want to say, going kind of circling back, a lot like love, a hundred and seven minutes. Respect. That's some fucking respect right so there. Easy. That's you why know, I was able to watch it three times like, in a row on a school night. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm like absolutely obsessed with the fact that you will repeat shit. <laughs> like you will literally just like put shit on repeat nonstop. I like I know we talk about this all the time, but seriously, like the fact that you will like put a song on and just like loop it nonstop drives me Dude, nuts. <laughs> I don't know how you live your Dude, life like that. It's a fucking mental illness. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. 
But like, <laughs> I met you and I was like, hey guys, I made this new friend today. I think she's fucking crazy. I'm sure we've told this story before, but Deadass, the first time I met Erin and like the first playlist I, I I shared with her was this playlist that was like, had like, I think it was close to 100 songs on it. And the, the one song, <laughs> Blood by the Middle East, was on it like at least 40 times. <laughs> She was she was like scrolling. You were like, "Wow, you put this song on here a lot." I was like, "Yeah, I like it." I think the first thing I said was, oh, "Doesn't Spotify give you a warning that the song is in there already?" And you went, "Yeah." And uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. off the shit. That's how you know that I'm psychotic. But yeah, this. This movie would, like, end, and it would, like, loop back to the title screen, and I'd be like, oh, time to watch it again, and it would just hit play again. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed, literally obsessed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. You know what? And here's the other thing, right? Like, romance movies have the best soundtracks. This soundtrack fucking slaps. Set It Up slaps. The entire Twilight series slaps. But they're allowed to put in these fucking absolute crazy shit bangers in here. Because it's like, it's just background music. Like, like, there's some, like, creative liberties that go on in rom-coms that you can't get in other genres. Because they take themselves too seriously. Right. I agree. Um, I was thinking about, uh, talking about Easy A, which is, like, another rom-com that I was, like, literally obsessed with. Oh, um, so Literally good. so funny. It was, like, the first movie that I, like, one of the first movies that I saw, like, at the movie theaters with, like, just my friends that I literally was, like, wow, I'm obsessed by <laughs> Emma Stone. Obsessed with you. Um... <laughs> And like I was gonna talk about the um, the soundtrack to this movie as well. It's just like mm-hmm. god tier, literally god tier songs. So good, so it's like they good. Could just, also, they could just do it. They could just make soundtracks this fucking good. Literally, like I, I love this for them. I love this for them. Agree. I definitely watch all these movies and I'm like these are perfectly curated and I love them and they have everything that I will ever need in my entire life. Uh, Easy A was also a really good movie. I'm now thinking about it and I'm like "Mm." that one was also fucking phenomenal. The reason why why I love Easy A so much is that like it's so funny Emma Stone is like just a down ass bitch to like take take an L for like her gay classmate but I think he was like low-key blackmailing her I can't remember it exactly um when she's like pretending to have sex with this guy like at that party do you know do you remember do you remember I can't remember if she was being blackmailed or if she was just like actually like doing this for him you know I think I think she was doing it for him and then she ended up getting 
like I think at one point she was like I think I, I think the jig is up like I'm sick of this and he started to blackmail right. her and then she was like mm, this is uncomfortable and then it like got worse and it spiraled right so like I I think that like <clears throat> she I wish I could remember the plot of this movie but like I remember being like oh she's a good friend for doing that for her also just the fact that like her parents are so supportive like Stanley Tucci and um Lisa Kudrow like first of all having that like little black son is so fucking funny and like perfect and sweet (laughs) and then that whole scene where they're like in the kitchen and (laughs) <laughs> he's like I know that I'm adopted and the two of them are like oh, what you're adopted like it's so funny to me and also the fact that they're just like so supportive of her being like this hypothetical hoe <clears throat> like I just feel like they're just like so sex positive which is like something you never saw in like a 2010 rom-com I guess especially when it's yeah. like a teenage absolutely teenage rom-com Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I love just the idea of, like, good parents. Yeah. Like, I'm sick of shitty parents. I just want good parents. Please. Please parent your children nicely. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm, I'm literally on my hands and knees begging. <laughs> um, also, it, it, like, you know, if you have bad parents, then there's always this, like, need to redeem them somehow and like excuse them for all their behavior but if your parents are just good all the time then there's no need for this like forgiveness and like making it so that way everything they did was okay and we're over it now right like that doesn't need to be a part of the story and we can just live with this everything can just be okay right i agree um also the 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 part um, in this movie, sorry, one more thing about EZA. The part in the movie where she's like in the parking lot crying and Penn Badgley is like, do you have something in your eye? And she goes, yeah, it's like a twig or a branch or something. I thought that shit in 2010, I thought that was so funny. And I would repeat that like for at least three years after I saw it. <laughs> I was like obsessed. I like the idea of a man pining. Yes. I think that's what really made Easy A so good for me is that this man pines for her for years. He holds on to this memory of her in his mind forever. And he has this like bashful crush on her, which I think is the perfect way to end a movie where she pretends to hoe out is that she deserves this kind of like soft... Uh, really sweet romance that where like someone is actually like wanting her for something that for who she is and just like deserving of something so soft and pure and precious like I think that that is the perfect way to end her whole art love it I literally love it <clears throat> also yeah more straight men should pine I just think it would make them better Agree. people period Agree. Give them a little, uh, you know, give them a little personality. Make them, you know, work for what they want. I want them to feel pain when exactly. they're in love. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to be in love and then hurt. Right. I want them to yearn. And then I think that would build character. Yes. I want them to look and know they cannot do anything. Yep. But still. 
It's that Darcy. It's that Darcy oh energy. Oh my god! I want that Darcy energy in everything. I want that silent, repressed <laughs> love that aches deep in their bones. Oh my god! I'm just thinking about the scene where, like, she's at his house, and like he runs <laughs> after her. And it, you could just tell that he's pining. Like, you could just fucking tell that he's, like, so desperate to be near her. <laughs> and my heart. My heart! I reread. <laughs> I reread the books. Oh and I love it because she writes. She's like, for some odd reason, I keep going on a walk. And I told Darcy that I go on this walk around the park. And every fucking morning, guess who shows up and makes uncomfortable conversations the entire time? And she's like, I reminded him again, once more, that I take this walk every morning. And guess what he did today? Showed up at my oh walk! Oh my god. <laughs> That's so and sweet. Like, you can tell. You can tell. He's trying so hard. And she's just like giving him every polite opportunity to just walk away and he is denying all of them because he likes her so much i hate it everything always circles back to I'm them obsessed. i'm obsessed i have to read this book i've never read it before i know it's Good. It's just good. I told this to Monica when she like admitted to the fact that she had never actually read um the book which i only found it to be a crime because it took her this long to watch the movie Boy, that is a long ass time <laughs> and so i was like please please <laughs> she's just been sitting there suffering through me and uh aisha's like fucking bullshit going on and on about this shit and she just didn't she just suffered and tolerated it and i love her for that I, that is a real is friend she's one of my good yes. friends yeah. Wow. Just sitting there listening to my stupid bullshit. Amanda Bynes was in EVA? Yeah. What the fuck? She, do you know who she was? She was, like, the leader of the, um, the, like, celibacy <gasps> club. <church> yeah. people! <laughs> <laughs> like, them in the gazebo. Oh and she's, like... <laughs> she's also, like, don't have sex. Like, I'm celibate. I don't have sex. And Emma Stone's character is, like, you literally do. You were literally not celibate. <laughs> oh my god, it is so fucking good. This movie also has is really well written. Like I feel like this this one also has like some snarky banter in so there, fun. some good one-liners, just like really well wit well written and I feel like it captures that young voice. I think that's what appeals to me is when like the writing is good and like especially dialogue because the dialogue is what really either dates you as the writer or makes your movie good mm -hmm. like it doesn't it's not bad to date your work but like it's bad to date your work and just show that you are an older person who thinks of millennials or even nowadays uh, zillennials as like or whatever you call them gen z's as like vapid caricatures of people right whereas i feel like these movies treat young people as like young people who just have different like mannerisms like they are just people that use different lingo than in the olden days right yeah i feel like there are a couple of movies 
out there that like a couple of movies and books out there that like ha- depict these like younger people to be like more wise beyond their age and like speak in a way that like nobody speaks like you know what I mean I find I find yeah. that in a lot of like in what <clears throat> I have remember reading from like every Hank and John Green book <laughs> and like I, I think we all know this oh god I forgot that we about hate that. that I hate them but like every book that I've read by them like their main characters speak like how no woman would ever speak you know what I mean like because I read it and I'm like no one fucking talks this way no person let alone no woman speaks like this same with their characters of color because I remember there was one John Green book um I don't remember which one um but it there was a black friend uh who was like very clearly like the black best friend side character whatever mm-hmm. um and he, like, for some odd reason, like, I think he was writing Wikipedia articles or editing Wikipedia articles, and he was, like, obsessed mm-hmm. with that. But it was just, like, so weird. Like, aside from the Wikipedia thing, this guy had no other features except for, I think, one of the character details was that his mom collected, like, Black Santas, which at the time might have been, like, a funny haha quip. But I feel like even that is just not a character trait like it doesn't make that character interesting and it doesn't make that give that character depth because you gave him a couple of quirky uh i don't know anecdotes like it just doesn't make for a good character so i it just didn't feel holistic and i didn't like him as a character because he was just not fleshed out there was nothing to right. him i just so i mean the same shit there stand them at all they literally annoy the shit out of me not me blocking both of them on tiktok (laughs) dude i'm about to do it because they keep coming up and i keep being like i don't want to see this anymore and i i literally cannot stand them let the vlog brothers die the only thing they had to contribute was dftba where i can buy a bunch of merch from people that i actually care about (laughs) Because they don't charge a bunch of crazy fees. Because yeah. they're, I don't know, I guess nice about it. But, like, still. I'm just like, that's the only good thing. Is that you don't... I didn't. You didn't scalp a bunch of content creators. Right. So now you make money in an ethical way, I guess. I guess. But that's the only thing that I care about. Um, going back to the dialogue thing, though. My dad got... Uh, I, think we, I think we had subscribed to uh wonder woman uh, uh hbo so that way we could watch wonder mm-hmm. woman um and so for a month we had hbo and so my dad was just like binge watching all these movies that he was like while he was recovering from the hospital and one of the movies that he watched was uh the duff which i don't know if you remember oh, yeah. that movie i forgot about its existence until i saw it on screen and i was like what are they how are they talking like when did this movie come out i couldn't tell if this movie came out in 2010 or uh like 2005 or something like i literally guessed that it came out in 2005 no it came out in 2015 and it's just like the way that they spoke was disgusting i it made no sense she was like i'm blocking you from my snapchat and then she was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm I'm unfollowing you on Twitter. Oh, it's so cringe. And, and I was like, uh, 
so cringy. It always just like, oh my god, is do, do is this funny to you? Is this comedy? Like it's a co- it's a comedic movie, but I was just like, what is going on? I hate yeah. this. Also, like they're all just a bunch of like conventionally attractive white girls going one one who just happens to go. I'm the designated ugly fat friend. Yeah, that's and I'm like, I hate it. I literally hate it. That's not even a real thing. That's not a real thing. You can actually take real bullying terms. I'll give you a couple hints. Yeah. Like, ugh, I'm. Uh. Yeah, I feel like that movie, and then like Annoyed. me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and like The Fault in Our Stars, and even Love Simon. <laughs> like, I feel like I watched them, and I was like, "This is not how people speak." <laughs> Yeah, it really is not. And like it's just interesting to see. I I will never get over the fact that the fault in our stars, they went to fucking Anne Frank's house. And they kissed. And he was like He like kissed her and then everyone clapped and I was like this is a Tumblr post. In this Anne is a Tumblr Frank's post that someone made up for notes. In Anne Frank's After house. there was a montage like, of like five minutes of her like heavily breathing trying to walk up the stairs to the attic. This is after they boned. They boned and then went to Anne Frank's house, made out, and then they got applauded for it. And people were like, this movie is fucking phenomenal. This is so sad. Drop an F in chat, boys. Like, what Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you that that movie soundtrack literally Loki slaps, and also I cried when I cried when <laughs> I read the book. <laughs> I did cry when I read the book. I was like, I think I like I was going through a phase though when I read too. that book. I read a bunch of Mitch Albom books. Oh my god! I read a bunch of uh, Jody Picoult books. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, that was my that was my crying about getting cancer oh my phase. God. <laughs> dying all of those concepts were very new to me <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> um but i was reading a bunch of those books and i remember being like sad that death was yeah. a thing i don't know i just rem- i just Harrowing. like couldn't believe that he died like um augustus yeah. Blooper, <laughs> that guy's name is augustus Waters, <laughs> like, i like thought that she would be the dead one but then he died and i was like oh, what the fuck <laughs> That was unfair. That was. It unfair. literally wasn't fair. <laughs> Even though he sucked, like he didn't deserve to die. Yeah, honestly. I just like think about. I fucking hated that we had to read. Yeah, so sad. Her moving on. I like. There's one scene in that book. This is the last I'm gonna say. Talk about the Fault in Our Stars, but there's one scene in this book where he's like, <laughs> he's getting sicker and sicker, and like he like wants to be more and more. Do you remember this? He like wants to be more and more like independent. Oh, he's and in he the car. he drives to the gas station to like buy more cigarettes that he doesn't even smoke. Like he just holds them in his mouth, and like he throws up all over himself and like goes into shock. And like Hazel Grace has to go get him. And I remember reading it and like literally being literally weeping, being like this yeah. man's bodily body autonomy got taken away because he has cancer. I know, I know. It's so bad because it's just like it's so ugly, and you <laughs> hate it. You hate to see it. You fucking hate I literally to see, hate it. It to see it. Oh, that was yeah. sad. That was sad. This is such a funny. 
um, line of just like I have been consistently like just opening the Wikipedia Wikipedia pages for everything that we've mm-hmm. talked about, and the line of pages that I have open on my tabs <laughs> is just crazy. Like I have set it up that I have Lucy Lou open, that I have uh, Smash Mouth. Then I have Easy A. Then I have a lot like Love. Oh my god. And then I have Stanley Tucci open. <laughs> and now I'm looking at this movie called Park Bench, Park Bench with Steve Buscemi. And I'm looking at this picture of Steve Buscemi. And I'm like, what? who picks these pictures for Wikipedia? I don't know, but I'm obsessed. Because I, I was also looking at like, <laughs> pictures on Wikipedia and being like, what the fuck? Who, like, who picks these? <laughs> On Steve Buscemi's fucking um, Wikipedia page, under his personal life, there's just the most disrespectful photo of this man. <laughs> like, I thought that the one before that was disrespectful, but actually all of these are fucking so oh disrespectful God. to this man. He does not deserve this level of just unkind photos <laughs> of him. Aaron, should we? Oh, wait. Never mind. Wait. Never mind. I'm like looking. I was on Stanley Tucci's Wikipedia page now since you mentioned it. And I was like trying to find the name of that movie where him and Colin Firth play a couple. Um, Uh. And he's diagnosed with early onset dementia. And they're like trying to like travel and like spend as much time together before Stanley Uh, Tucci dies. And I found it and it, it says that it's premiered at a film festival in sept in september of 2020 and is going to be released in the uk mm. of march of 2021 and in the united states on january 29th 2021 oh my god in four days <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry it just literally took me so fucking long to read that like i could have read it silently to myself but instead i'm like podcast let me read you this fucking information <laughs> in case you want a, a last minute promo of this movie here yeah, you go literally so i want to i want to watch oh my it. god okay yeah let's watch it should we watch it on the podcast how sad is that anyway thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just pirate an entire movie <laughs> for the podcast no visuals though just the audio and us. You get to it's vibe like an with audiobook. us. an <laughs> audiobook. Except it's a movie. Oh my god. I think that's like an evil chaotic version of an audiobook. Like what's the polar opposite of an audiobook? Which is a good pure medium for good pure people. It's putting a movie <laughs> on Spotify that's... without any context. Oh, no. And calling it a fucking podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to start a new podcast that's just that. It's just movies. <laughs> Let's see how quickly you get arrested <laughs> audio, or though. sued. <laughs> ah, anyway, um, if you want to support me financially so that way I can <laughs> make bail. Um, just kidding. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to another episode of Retrograde. You can find us on Twitter at PodRetrograde, on Instagram at RetrogradePodcast. Come out with new episodes every Monday. So we'll see you again. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.
time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say, they say brandy, you're a fine girl. Say